Well, I've got good news today because it says right here on my card that I can develop a heart for the house of the Lord. And before I get into this message this morning, I want you to know that what you write on this card is twofold. Everybody say twofold. First fold is, I have a heart for the house of the Lord. And we're going to talk about that today. But the second part of that is, and how many blessings are associated with that? We're going to talk about a lot of that today. But the other side of this card, the other part of this card, is there's no point in having a a heart for the house of the Lord if it isn't for someone else. So I want you to begin to think about the people that will be connected to the house of the Lord as a result of what you are going to do with this card today. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you that even as I begin this message today, that your hand be upon me, Father God. May I have a clean heart for the house of the Lord. May you renew a right spirit in me, Heavenly Father. And I just thank you, Father, that as this message is delivered this morning, the people will begin to understand it's not all about you. We are going to pray, Father God, in faith at the end of the service for every need to be resolved in Jesus' name, but it's also those who have yet to come here, who have yet to be loved back to life, who have yet to be prayed for, who are also dealing with many, many circumstances seemingly beyond their own control. But Father God, we just thank you for your hand on this service and this church and our leadership, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So a couple things before this. One is I want to feature the welcome home class. So if you're new here at Faith Builders Church, it's important that you understand what we stand for, okay? And you may have a lot of questions about that. All those questions will get resolved, and that will be uh, at 9 a.m. on February 4th, right in the, the, I'm sorry, 11th. That's a long story behind that. Praise the Lord. On February 11th, praise the Lord, uh, we're going to have that welcome home class. So please get there. Please be a part of that. And uh, you'll get all the information you need about Faith Builders Church. Also, Rooted Sign Up is in the courtyard right after church today. That's your next step. Everybody say next step. And it's important that you get involved in that rooted class if you want to grow in who you are at Faith Builders Church. We're going to equip you with everything you're going to need to be successful in the kingdom of God. And in this hour and in this time is nothing more important than getting those foundational truths. I even went through it myself. I know several of our other pastors and leaders went through it as well. We all gained additional information, right? Because uh, sometimes you just get so caught up in what you're doing that you forget about all these other wonderful benefits. So uh, get signed up for that right after the service. That one will be on February 4th, (laughs) 5 o'clock right here at the church. Amen? All right. Well, I want to talk to you about two kinds of giving uh, in, in the Word of God. There's many kinds of giving, but I want to talk to you about the first one that's in Exodus 32. And I'm not going to read all the scriptures because it's a long chapter, but we all know this story. And the kind of giving I'm going to open with was the kind of giving 
that actually caused God to wipe people off the face of the earth who gave this way. So I want you to be equipped to understand God doesn't wipe people off the face of the earth anymore. Say praise the Lord for that. He's over his wrath. He's over his anger. And he has put in a better plan, hasn't he, through Jesus Christ. But what you can find is, is that while you may not lose your earthly life, you can lose your spiritual life. And it's critical that we understand that we must live with a spiritual life. Otherwise, you're just in the, in the church, but living like the world, right? And so then there's no difference between you and the world, and you're scratching your head and wondering, why isn't this working for me? So I want to talk to you about the first way of giving, which is the one to avoid. Um, we all know of this story, and this is the story of when uh, the people of Israel were, were in the wilderness Moses had to go to the mountain. He had to get the plan from God. But how many people know there was an offering taken in his absence? And I want to talk to you about that this morning. So while Moses was on the mountain to get the vision from God, Aaron, Moses' own brother, oh boy, gets pressured by the people to make a God for themselves. So here we have a pastor, Pastor Barber, lead pastor here at this church. She went away to be with God to find out what is the vision for Faith Builders Church in 2024. And the vision she received was is to help the people understand the importance of developing a heart for the house of God. So this is what we're going to be featuring throughout the next 12 months. And so the story continues on. It says the people of Israel spoke of how they felt. <laughs> uh, Lori, you were sharing about that this morning, right? You share about how you feel rather than what you know to do. And so what can happen is, is impatience can begin to take over. And when impatience is in control, that means your emotions are in control, and when your emotions are in control, you're not thinking like a spirit person anymore. You're thinking like, oh my goodness, look at what I'm up against. And you can grow impatient. We tend to focus on what we tell ourselves is happening than really what the truth is to make us free from those happenings in our lives. God hasn't called us to live, you know, peak way up here one day and valley down on the next and peak up here the next day and valley on the next. No, he's called us to live like this. Ebbs and flows. Listen, difficulty is going to come, but how you choose to handle that difficulty is going to make all the difference in your outcome. I don't believe there's anybody in here that is without difficulty. I don't believe that there is. I believe, well, and I can see the evidence of many, many issues in life right here on this altar. God, I need help with this, and God, I need help with that, and God, I need help with this. If you're not careful, you'll become so self-centered around the problem that you'll never seek to understand the solution that you can begin to develop in your own life and become a pillar in the house of the Lord. So an example of someone that says, you know what? I did it what the world would call the hard way. I did it God's way. And guess what? His way is higher than our ways. And because of that, I got to experience something that was better than I could have produced on my own. Yeah. 
Rather than waiting for Moses to come back with the vision of God, Aaron decided to take what they owned and make it their God. I'm going to get heavy for just a second here. Lots of things that we could do with our money. A lot of different things. And it, we, we can almost una, become unaware that how we're using that money is not God's plan. Every dollar, every cent you've ever received, you have to understand that God owns it all. He owns, er, I mean, everything. And the Bible says he will not withhold anything from you. But if you're not careful, you use the resources you have to serve yourself without the understanding that God has a greater plan. Because remember, in this story, where's Moses the entire time? He's up on the mountain getting the vision from God. Hey, guys, just be patient here. I'm going to go up here. I'm going to get a vision from God. I'm going to bring it back here. And guess what? We're going to go to the place that God told us we could go to. And so in just a short amount of time, they took that and kind of pushed it to the side because seemingly nothing seemed to be changing. It's just the same old, same old. So they grew impatient. Their emotions began to rule them. And you got to remember that these people had nothing just a short time ago. If you go all the way back, you find the story where they came into Egypt to save their, their lives, but it cost them everything. It took all their gold, everything, and they became enslaved, right, because of starvation, right? You're either going to starve or you give us everything you got, and you can live here, and we'll take care of you. Well, they escaped all of that, and of course, we know that the Pharaoh gave them everything. He said, take it all. I don't want any of it. It's, it's, it, it's horrible for me. You should take it all. So here they have everything back. They're in the desert. Oh, by the way, they received food. They received water. They received kick, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, quail. Their shoes did not wear out for 40 years. Now, women, praise the Lord. I think, oh, man, I feel the glory of God. Like, you just need one pair of shoes to last you 40 years. Justin, do you feel me over here, brother? Praise the Lord. I didn't expect that, but hallelujah. <laughs> We're going to have fun in this, but I want you to see this is not a good way to use your money. Things are going to come and go. I see such a burden on a lot of the body of Christ, and it's this. I'm successful, so therefore I'm successful in the kingdom of God. And I got to tell you, there's nothing further from the truth than that. Just because you are a success does not make you a success in the kingdom of God. And so those of you with resources, I also want you to pay attention. I want you to come alive to what we're going to end up in in this message later on. You know, what's interesting is, is when they created that golden calf, that they actually practiced religion. They, they came and they... 
They wanted a celebration. They wanted to burn the offerings. They wanted to do all the things that God had showed them to do. And so they're acting religiously towards a golden calf. And what I would say today to you is, if you have a golden calf, and, and, and I want to say it this way because it's important, if you feel your success is your religion, and your religion is your success, I'm telling you, you're, you're missing a huge opportunity in the kingdom of God. Now, you're going to live a great life, most likely. You'll have all the things that you want. But I'm telling you, the things that money cannot buy will not come to you. You will find yourself in a place in your life where consequences will begin to mount up in your life just like it does everyone else's. And if you're not careful, you'll spend most of your time trying to bury the evidence of all of that because God forbid anybody know about something you have in your life. These things have a way of manifesting themselves in our lives. And we may think we're immune to it when things are really, really good. You ever had a really good run? Praise the Lord. It's almost like the devil couldn't find you. He can't do nothing to you. Everything you do is just blessed of God. But I'm here to tell you, and this is according to Scripture, not according to me, is that you are going to experience difficulty. You. And I want you to know that's okay. That's okay. But instead of doing it the way you've been doing it, Maybe you could begin to put your attention on what's most important in life, which is the kingdom of God. I promise every single person in this room in 150 trillion years from now, you're not going to be thinking about how difficult it was in this life. Nope. Won't even be a thought in your mind. And yet, it's so easy to get consumed while we're here with all of that difficulty. And so because of the difficulty, I propagate justification, because I've got to have an explanation of why I can't, rather than justice. And the Word of God's always going to bring you center to justice. And when God's justice falls... And you're on the good side, buddy. I'm telling you, it is an awesome, miraculous, revival experience like you've never had before. Whatever you're justifying with your explanations of why you can't, I would encourage all of you, get rid of that kind of language. Because your every word you speak to justify that thing is a word that makes it real. What I've discovered in my life is there is nothing that's real that cannot be explained. So what makes things real? <laughs> my explanation of it. Your explanation of it. That brings reality into your world. We know that's how even God created everything. He created a language. He created a justice language. And everything began to manifest. We are created in that same image, in that same likeness. And if we're not careful, 
justification, just like in this story. They all had a reason why we need to do this. We need to bring our gold and our jewelry. We need to bring all these things so that we can create this thing because this thing will make us happy. It won't make you happy. It won't last. There's a difference also between happiness and joy. Happiness is cheap. I mean, I can, I can have a, an experience because it comes from the word happenings. I can have a happening, right? And it feels great. But I promise you that happiness is not going to last because the happening is over now. And it was wonderful when it happened, but it's not, that's not going to sustain you. It's not designed to sustain you. Joy will sustain you. Joy, when you begin to understand the importance of giving, the importance of resources that God puts in your hands, and the importance of, like I said, with, our, with your card, this is today we're going to pray for you and anything that's up here, right? Anything you bring through this prayer line today is going to get prayed for, and I'll tell you, it's going to get prayed for, prayed for, prayed for, prayed for, because there's a whole tunnel of people that are going to do this, right? But there's even beyond this, because there's someone in the world, in your world, that has the same difficulties you have, that needs to come to a church like Faith Builders Church, and needs to be ministered to like you. Well, guess what? That's going to take resources. It's going to take resources. You know, a God of riches robbed those people of an authentic relationship with God. You think of those people that brought that gold and brought those jewels and Aaron organized it and they built that thing. It cost them a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God through your stuff. You can't have a relationship with God through your success or even your failures. The relationship is independent of all of those things. And when you get that, it's like, oh my goodness, what have I been living my whole life under all this stuff? And I begin to realize that it's my own thinking, my own choices, my own doing that has created the result that I have. If you can change, and you can, if you can change, you can change your, what you think, you can change what you do, and you can change what you want to have in your life. Hopefully it's not a golden calf. Hopefully it's not like what I witnessed yesterday with Chuck at Barrett-Jackson. You know, we sat down in the bleachers, and we watched car after car after car come up onto that block, spend maybe four to five minutes auctioning in that thing, and spending probably, what, an average of 200 and something thousand dollars a car. Every five minutes. Not just yesterday, all week long they've been doing this. All week long. No question whatsoever. Happy to be there. I mean, just enthused to be there. Seeking happiness, seeking joy, seeking things that money cannot buy. And guess what? Those guys and gals will be back there next year to buy the next thing because the thing that they bought last year isn't bringing them the satisfaction. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. When you're satisfied, you get excited. 
When you're satisfied, you are energized. When you develop, so everybody in here has a brain, right? Praise the Lord. You do. Well, you can just shake your head. Yep, you do. Everybody, everybody's brain has a mind, right? Yep, yep, everybody has a mind. But I want to talk to you about something even more important than the brain or the mind. And it's the mindset. If you don't govern that mind with a mindset for the kingdom of God, it will wander in a thousand different directions. We get so focused on the rules and the regulations and the Christianese and all that stuff. But what we've not really done, most people have never really said, well, wait a second, what would happen if I developed a mindset to govern my mind? I'm telling you, this is life-changing stuff. You want to talk about the transformation power of God, it's going to start not just in your mind, because your mind is reprobate. It will do whatever it wants, whenever it wants to until you use that mind to develop a mindset for the most important thing that, oh, by the way, will not only take care of you here on this planet, but is going to take care of you for eternity. A mindset of the kingdom of God. And this is what they lacked. They just wanted the stuff. Even the, the, the manna, remember, he said, well, don't collect the manna, don't hold it. I believe that was the test. That was the simple test. Before I get you over here, how are you going to deal with something as simple as just the food you eat? Are you going to hoard it when I told you not to? And it was a test. And sure enough, what did they do? They hoarded it and it got worms. And it, yeah, what, be, what was wonderful, and that's what, okay, became rancid, nasty. Did they still have all the stuff? Sure did. Had all the gold. Had all the stuff. Had the vision from God. We're going to the promised land. Got delivered. Oh, by the way, don't forget that they parted. That God parted the sea. Oh, don't forget the plague that he put upon Egypt because they wouldn't let God's people go. I mean, you start to add all those things up, and yet there was still a mindset in that group of people that said, what can I got where's my happening for happiness and they possessed everything i mean trillions of dollars of gold and precious stones and everything i mean in fact that had to have been more of a burden for them to carry than it was probably worth at the time Moses prays that God will save these people because <laughs> God's like, that's it. I, I cannot do this anymore. I've showed them my miracles. I've shown them my wonders. I've given them everything that they need. I, I've given them a promise. I'm going to take them to a land that will never be taken away from them. I've given them everything that I possibly can give and all they can think to do is take what they own and convert it into something that they think will bring them happiness. I want everybody here to know that we are God's people. And his faithfulness to his promises are greater than all the chaos in between. Whatever we're dealing with, 
and there are many things. Whatever we are dealing with, I assure you that the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe and are called to what? His purpose. His purpose. You think, man, Pastor Paul, why you got to deliver a message like this? I mean, Sunday I had a work all week, had it tough and you know, everything else. I'm giving you today everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. Uh, he, he is not interested in withholding anything from those who will, who will diligently seek him. He'll it, it'll take the lid off, man. I mean, there, there's no end to what he wants to do. Even in those things that seem so impossible. Not even the doctors can do this. Not even the scientists can do what I need them to do in my life. Not even the licensed counselor. You know, I've sat down with them and they, I still can't find the answer to what lies before us today. And I'm here to tell you, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you could even ask or think. And the asking or thinking, I'm telling you, when it happens, you'll gain the revelation of what you did not know in the process of following his will and doing what he's called you to do with the resources you have, giftings, talents. The, today's not just about the offering we're going to receive. It's about your time. It's about your energy. It's about your mindset. It's about your heart. It's about all of it. And I'm going to share that here in a moment. Well, let's share it right now. Let, you ready? I want to talk to you about a call to generous giving, which is the title of this whole message. And it comes out of actually 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And this is where I believe we have the potential, Faith Builders Church, churches around the world, this is the potential of where we could be. So I want you to, wherever you're at today in, in your heart and giving or not giving and the reasons you don't and all of those kinds of things, let's just see what happened in the Word of God in the chapter that talks about generous giving. Let's see if it was about the amount of money. Let's find out if it had to do with, you know, the, the, the notoriety of the individual who did it. Let's find out about all that stuff. Let's sort through it all today. So Titus is going to put these scriptures up as I read them. It says, now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, if you're a brother and sister, just raise your hand this morning. Praise the Lord to every one of us. What God in his kindness has done through the churches of Macedonia. So I want you to begin to imagine that we're going to become the church of Macedonia. Okay, we're, we're going to become that church. Every church doesn't have to do it. But the ones that really want to have the effective fervency of, 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 of everything that God wants for them and, and to see revival really happen, they should be like a church found in Macedonia. And that could be us. They are being tested by many troubles. I thought we were going to talk about generosity, Pastor Paul. I mean, they, these people got problems. And they are very poor. Oh, they don't even have anything. 
Where are you taking us, Pastor Paul? Well, you're about to see. But they're also filled with, oh my gosh. Oh, hallelujah. Imagine your life right now filled with abundant joy. Abundant joy. Anticipation for what God is doing. Excited. I mean, I, I may not have a pot to pee in, but praise the Lord, I have joy. I have joy. Imagine, imagine joy in your life. You ain't going to buy that, I'm telling you. You cannot buy, there are people, Barrett Jackson yesterday walked out of there with $7 million in vehicles and stuff and everything else, and they're missing one thing, joy. And I tell you, when you don't have joy, you'd do anything to get it. You would do anything to get joy. That's what would even motivate, like in the old story of Moses and those people, like, we need joy, so let's just get it over with now. Let's just build the calf right here. Ain't got time for all this other stuff. I, I, I'm not doing well emotionally. Well, they're filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed into rich generosity. You know, uh, as a young man, I can tell you that I didn't have a whole lot, okay? But I was generous. I was generous. I was generous with my time. I was generous with my energy. I was generous with all of those things. And I found more joy in giving to others that way than I found in joy for myself. Sometimes you wonder, well, where's the joy? Well, it's not in front of the TV. It's not, in, you know, watching eight hours of Netflix a day. It's, it's not in, you know, going out and working 80 hours a week. It's not in any of those things. It's in being of service to the kingdom of God. And it says, for I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, man, but far more. And they did it because someone twisted their arm. No. They did it of their own free will. Greatest gift ever given to mankind is the power of free will. You can choose to go to hell. You can choose to go to heaven. You can choose anything you want in this life. They chose of their own free will to give even beyond what they could afford. I learned a long time ago, if it's dependent, if, my, if, if the vision that God has placed in my heart is dependent on what I have, it ain't going to work. It, it's, it's based on his generosity towards me. And then it's my free will to be generous with, all right. They beg this again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers of Jerusalem. They begged. They begged to be generous. They begged and saw it as a privilege to contribute to the lives of others, the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. They even did more than we had hoped for. Praise the Lord. Get ready, Pastor Barb. More than we hoped for in 2024. More than what we hope for in 2024. 
Mm. This scripture is so rich. If you're not careful, you'll, you'll, you'll receive this with a spirit of, well, this is going to cost me something, rather than you're actually contributing to the greatest cause there ever was on the face of the planet. And as a result of that, guess what? There's an even more generous governor over all of it that's a master accountant. And he'll move heaven and earth to get you what you need. It says, they even did more than we hoped for, for their first action was to, oh my goodness, there it is. Wow. They, they gave themselves to the Lord. You know, it's one thing to have salvation, make Jesus Christ your Savior, it's a whole nother level to make him your Lord. When he's the Lord, then he governs it all. And it says that they not only gave themselves to the Lord, but they gave themselves to the church, the leaders of the church. They gave of themselves to the leader of the church. I'd encourage anybody in this room to sit down this week and write a letter to your pastor giving yourself to her, giving yourself to this place. And it says that as they gave themselves to the Lord and to the leaders of the church, just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus who encouraged your giving in the first place to return to you and encourage you to what? Finish this ministry of giving. Finish. Some of you are going to give one-time gifts. Some of you are going to give multiple gifts over a longer period of time. Finish. 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 Whatever it is that you say you're going to do. And, and here's, here's what I will say. When I have decided of my own free will to contribute something of myself to others, sometimes the objective, something that was written down, becomes the feature rather than the growth of finishing what you said you're going to do and the experience of that to transform you into something greater than you could have ever become on your own. Sometimes we get so fixated on the objective without the understanding of the deep work that will occur in you and how you will see the world and the church in a brand new way that would not have been possible without your willingness to finish that course. It says, since you excel in so many ways in your faith, hallelujah, aren't you glad for faith? I'm glad for faith. 
Your gifted speakers, oh, praise the Lord. And I mean, we got great speakers around here at Faith Builders Church. I'm thankful for those. Your knowledge, oh, praise God. All the things you know, all the scriptures you can uh, tell us and how we can share in all of that knowledge. Your enthusiasm, right? And your love for us. <laughs> I want you to excel also. in gracious giving. See, all these other ones are the freebies. All these other ones are the, hey, I get this, and hey, I get that, and hey, all this is for me, and oh, thank God for all of that. But is, is as important as all of that is, he says, I also want you to excel in the gracious act of giving. Wow. Wow. He says, I'm not commanding you to do this, nor are we commanding you to do anything. We hope that God is commanding you to do what it is that he would want you to do. And trust me, it isn't going to cost you a thing. It won't cost you a thing. If, I, if you put one of these little hearts up here, and uh, you, you, you put that up here, and, and I went to you and I says, hey, I noticed you wrote this on this heart. And, and I'd like to pay your way for that, personally. I, I'd just like to give you that. Would you take it? Yeah. Would you learn anything? Not a doggone thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about in how to conduct yourself. Now, you could have a miracle, like Lori talked about, and she got a gift. But she also had to take that gift and apply that same principle from herself to others, right? To grow in that gift. Because all the generosity of all the people that gave her that all already had that. Thank God that she was there that day doing her part. God, I don't have another way to turn. And she had a breakthrough in her life. But how many know it's not about the breakthrough, it's about the growth that occurs. She, she said, look at what my kids now perceive about the Word of God. What was that worth for it, to you? More than $1,000? That's what I'm talking about. So wherever you're at, if you have that kind of need, get ready for God to release it. But don't put yourself back in that position again. And grow from that and see the growth that you receive. Because I'm here to tell you today, there is no growth or there is, there is no freedom without growth. Yeah. I'd rather sit down and show someone how to fish than give them a fish every day. This is how you fish. And I love fishing too. I'll tell you what, man. It says, you know the generous grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich. Think about him in heaven. I mean, whew. heaven's going to be a pretty spectacular place. He gave up all of that and became poor like us so that by his poverty, he could make you poorer. Much as the Bible says you can be saved and go to heaven, it says that he could make you rich. Rich. 
how generosity converts into richness or wealth. Wealth is just not what you hold in your hands. It's what you hold in your heart. It's what caused Jesus when they said, when he said, well, you could tear this temple down and in three days I'll put it back just the way you see it. It was because of the growth that Jesus had. You got to remember, Jesus was born just like you and I. He was born Jesus and became Jesus the Christ, the anointed and the anointed one. The growth that occurred for you so that you could become rich in all things. Here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. We did this last year. We're going to do this every single year. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give. And you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. It says, give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. Please don't put anything in this bucket without that understanding. Eagerly to give. Your heart needs to be in what you're doing. We're talking about developing your heart for the house of God in 2024. It says, give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. So does it say here that you have to give $1,000 if you don't have it? Nope. But I also want to speak to this. It's not what you have in your hand. Don't get focused on what you have in your hand. Because what you have is far greater than what's in your hand. And this is Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> Don't get focused on what's in your hand. Because it says in this scripture here that they gave even more than what they could. Because they wanted more than what they could have on their own. It says here, I don't mean giving should make your life easy for others and hard on yourselves. I'll tell you, sometimes I see a lot of Christians that put themselves in harm's way because they're always there to help others, but then they come up short. You know, there's a balance to all of this. He doesn't want it all. He just wants what he has spoken to you. That's all. That's all. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. That's some of you in this room. Later, they will have plenty, and then they can share when you need it. Well, I don't know if I'll ever need it. I'm a successful person. Okay. <laughs> Just take a few more trips around the sun. Just take a few more trips around the sun, and you'll find out that life is not the way you think it is. You're not above difficulty. You're not above difficulty happening in your life. 
You can rise above the difficulty. You can slay that giant where it'll never have power in your life again. And you can minister out of that to others. But I assure you, there's another big giant around that next corner. And you thought that one was mean and nasty. Watch out for this one. What I also want to say is that some of those giants are very subtle in their approach. It's not always the big bad giant that's standing right out there in front of you and you know knocking you over the side of the head and everybody in the world can see it. Some of the stuff that's actually running under the surface. Having influence in everything you do and everything you touch. And you're wondering, where is my breakthrough? I believe you're well on your way today. Later they will have plenty, and so that's how that goes. The Scriptures say, in closing, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. I don't encourage people just to give. I encourage people to save as well. You should have a plan for your life, and that plan should start with a mindset for the kingdom of God to keep you in a strong position your entire life to do the things that God has called you to do. That comes with giving first. That comes with saving. That comes with many other things, working hard, doing things that others may not wish to do to find the real gold in life that will secure you and hold you right where God wants you all the days of your life. Not only you, but all your children and your children's children. I'm telling you, the work that you'll do for the Lord now is going to make a difference in generations to come. The last thing I'll say, thank you to all in this room who are 60-plus honest to God. Thank you for doing your part because there would have been no part for me to do without your work, without the work that you passed on to me, without the work that you were willing to do that I wasn't able to do for myself. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to make sure every person in this room has the opportunity to receive the greatest opportunity you will ever receive. And that is the salvation that only Jesus can give. And I want, us, I want you all to bow your heads. And I want you to repeat this prayer with me. If you've said it a thousand times, I want you to say it with more eagerness today. With the mindset of developing a heart for the house this time. The house of God. And I want you to say it with more fervency than you've ever said it before. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. Give me a heart for your kingdom. I receive it right now. Thank you for making a way where there seems to be no way. Jesus, come live inside of me. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Bless the works of my hands, my feet, my mind. Touch every part of who I am. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome Pastor Barb.